Hi, hello, this is Jules the Human here, and welcome to the Jules and Man Anime Hour. I'm one of your hosts, Jules the Human, and every week we go out into the world and watch a little bit of anime, and then we come back here and talk about it. And today we're talking about episode five through nine of Tower of God. I said a little bit of anime, but this week was a little bit more anime than we usually do. Five through nine of Tower of God. We picked it out of these anime. Next week is the last time we're going to be talking about Tower of God. So we get to rate it on this scale here from S to F, and we get to rate it along with you. And we get to pick a brand new anime out of the chest. One of these anime, other than Tower of God that's still there, will be chosen as the next anime that we'll uh, you know, give our life to for the next couple of weeks. I do not go on this anime journey alone. I go on it with my co-host, Matt Galley. Matt, how's your Valentine's Day? uh it's been good peaceful been playing some video games <laughs> <laughs> we we're just talking about hell divers too man which... oh man the hell diver brain rot has gotten a hold of me for sure there's I'm definitely... uh, a lot of good things to say about that game for sure i definitely want to get into that to play it but i've definitely been playing some valorant as well and the the duo bundle thing looks really good but for 16 dollars, i don't know about that for some gun buddies and all that stuff but we have so much anime to talk about say hello if you're here in the live chat whether you're watching on twitch youtube you can submit a brand new anime for us to watch possibly get it on the list of anime here by submitting 500 bits on twitch or a five dollar super chat on youtube that would go towards me and matt and that would assist us in our adventuring through the anime so tower of god episode five the crown's fate if you're just joining us in you haven't seen or watched us review episode one through four go back in the you know the youtube library or on spotify wherever you're watching and uh go back and check that episode out but we're on episode five so the crown's fate how does that one go down matt episode five uh to keep it brief because we have more episodes to get through bam coon and rack continue on in the crown game as all the contestants fight each other bam loses his position on the throne taking a blow for Rachel and Leto Rowe questions the administrator on why the crown game would be ran in the first place. Later on, Rachel revealing her identity to Kuhn. <clears throat> There's a lot of good things I can say about this anime. I like it's pacing. Isn't bad. I like the animation. It is very different than what, you know classic anime would look like it is more like a webtoon sort of and some people that could throw some people off definitely i i do enjoy it um it looks like the, a the comic moving it looks like yeah a, a moving motion. comic for sure and, I like and that. it's aesthetically pleasing yeah even if it's not the highest fidelity yes for sure the it has some really likable characters i really like coon i really like uh like i rack. said what's it rack bam uh okay fine um, uh, i know uh, he has to be the, there. Uh, uh, by episode nine i like bam a lot more i like sure. what i see from him interacting with the other rankers definitely but what i'm getting at here there's a lot i can say because i definitely want to get into the one thing the one sort of problem um that i see that i don't really understand um and i don't know if matt you have an answer maybe you probably don't but we get some really cool weapons and all that stuff. All this stuff is cool. What is this, this, these tests? What are the <laughs> because tests? Because what yeah. are the tests? Because we've had tests that have been coming. We are on this one and then we're going to get test 
what was it test number four later Tag. um the two tests that we see in these five episodes what are their purpose yeah because it's like, like they're team based we we've gotten into the portion of the tower where as time moves forward there's all of these team based things that start to be pushed and it's like uh, I, yeah these questions get posed from me later but it's like when they are like oh all of these different positions blah 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 and it's like why like is sure. this supposed to be one person climbing the tower like is yes. point, what is the point of this five position role system for teams who are we fighting who's yeah. the enemy sure who, who's the bad I, guy yes whenever they introduce it i do want to go in depth on that because there is a lot there that they expose on us but uh, this was the episode where i'm like the fighting's cool. I love that. We get more information about Kuhn's bag, how uh, it's a bag that can also copy. It's yes. not a copying bag. It's, it's a bag really. that can also copy. Um, and we uh, get some really cool revolution revelations that some of the teams that were supposed to be against him are actually on his side. And I'm like, that's cool. I love that. Then they show us what actually happened him carrying them in the bag he ties his hair up it looks cool i'm pretty sure that's why earlier when he, they were walking through that initial field of uh i'm forgetting the stuff the water stuff um, uh -huh. shinsu shinsu uh his bag got stuck for a second and sure. i think that was everybody in his bag getting stuck until he like yanked them through <laughs> yes and it makes sense and even that test administrator, the main guy, he was like, your bag's a little heavier than, you know, it seems or whatever. And we thought it was something, but then it turned out to be something else even more. And I'm like, that's great. I yeah. love that. That's awesome. But like this episode was when I was like, oh, we did it. We we passed the thing. And um, what what's going on? I'm like, what is what is actually happening here? Because it is cool. It's flashy. I love the fights. Lots of action in this one. Um but it, I'm just starting to be like, wait a minute, under all this like glossy glow, uh, all the shine, under all the lights, I'm like, wait, what's actually happening here? So this is when I started to be like, huh, about the main story. But I do love the characters. It's a lot of fun. Um, we get the introduction of Urek Mazino, who is an irregular who can freely use Shinsu, which may come up later. I just wrote it down. I just thought that might be something. Um, so... Bam becomes Shinsu in this instance, and he becomes it. And now everybody's kind of looking at him, looking at him, and seeing what's up with that guy. What's that about? Because that is uh, irregular, if you were to say. Um, it, uh, apparently, it goes against the laws that the tower hold, or yes. the laws of the tower, because you always need to make a contract with an administrator before accessing. Shinsu, Shinsu to the degree that Bam did. Mm -hmm. All really cool. I mean, what are you what are you thinking about this so far? Like the end of this test, going into the next one. How are you? Who's your favorite character? I mean, I'm I'm like I'm I'm liking everything that it's putting down. Honestly, favorite character is Le Leto Rowe, the administrator <laughs> himself. I just okay. <laughs> he's uh like i just think his mannerisms are really funny mm -hmm. i think the whole setup of like uh <clears throat> him believing that bam could be a like you know a threat to something but like uh -huh. he's still allowing him to continue with the testing it's posing an intriguing question which is you know why would he allow that to happen if something goes wrong would that put his job on the line 
what is his job anyway? <laughs> well, again, that's all of these questions come full roundabout to like what is going on with the tower? What is the tower? Um, that's kind of the biggest thing that constantly is hanging overhead for me. For because sure. last week we were talking a lot about it, and a lot of things just kept making me feel as though this is supposed to be some representation of like the afterlife or some purgatory between life and death or something and i still have no idea where i'm at with that see now that theory that you did pose last week now that i was thinking about it and watching those in that lens it even makes i guess less sense i don't really know how much it holds up even after these couple episodes that we watched i don't think it does but it was a cool theory to to think about for a little bit but they've gone so much in a different direction that I, i'm almost certain that it's not that that they're not all dead and this but is it's all still just like what is so what is going on <laughs> it's like it could be a whole lot of nothing certain certain theories have been put to rest but it only raises more questions for sure for sure um episode six position selection we get into this whole this is the episode where they just kind of explain a lot about what's going on and what they're going to be doing so what happens in episode six rachel asks kun to lie to bam about her identity leto roe introduces the different roles that make up a team in the tower each serving a different purpose Bam makes a contract in order to become a wave controller, and everyone begins to train under the uh, respective roles they have been given. So one thing I did really like is all the different com camaraderie, all the different characters. I really like it. Um, we have a scene I, I like how it's mostly through... I mean, the show kind of poses it that it's a lot of bam's influence that is causing yes that to be happening and it like when he gets up and he's out of recovery and he gets the headband and the jacket i was like bro he's literally like asta and tanjiro just like <laughs> kissed yeah and this is like bam He's just so nice and so friendly and he just wants to like even though he's the outcast even though he's like not the person that belongs but, he's sure. the irregular he's yeah I, I just i like the way he's the, the show, glue sort of yeah that's holding like the all the show sets that all up for sure um in the beginning we do see uh rachel talking and there's like i think i don't know if it's a flashback but we do see multiple towers i it was kind of like a fleeting instance and i was like is there more than one tower of god like there's multiple towers of god that are happening because they do like a shot of the whole area and it shows a bunch of towers just up and i'm just it was like it just really quick in the beginning i was like hold on what's this about um she doesn't want to reveal herself to bam because she thinks oh, she'll that be the like weakness. That purple shot right i think so or right Where, after like it. they were going above the clouds yes and then yeah, and above the clouds right. it was just a bunch of towers and i was like wait a minute are we in one of these and what's going on so i thought that was interesting definitely want to bring that up um she thinks she'll be the weakness if they get together so she doesn't give her we still know her motive really and uh, what what do you see, think she wants to reach the top to see stars but she's mad that bam followed her i don't think she, i don't the way the show sets it up i don't believe it's that she's mad that bam followed her i just think it's that 
like there's probably a part of her that knows that she wants to go to the tower to see the stars but she knows that he's only at the tower to see save her. her yeah and because like she he he broke down in tears asking her not to go and if this is something that she was going to do she can't have somebody by her side that's actively wanting her to stop trying to reach the stars mm-hmm. because that's what she wants at least that's fr- that the way the show sets it up that's what i believe her is it really just is to, yeah is it really just to see the stars that's what she says <laughs> so we have to really go on with this character yeah for sure right now i think rachel in the whole rachel bam story is the least interesting to me just yeah. because there it's not <laughs> there's nothing to it really um i'm sure hopefully in the last couple episodes it'll bring some life to it by it being another reason or i mean the way that it's setting it up makes it seem like bam is the chosen one right it's making it seem like uh, he was brought here for a reason or, or something um to make him be like that neo character that's supposed to take everybody down because he's too powerful or something but he doesn't know it yet and but how did there's so many questions <laughs> <laughs> like I was about to say, say a question and then like five other ones came out. Like, how did he, how did he get here? Why was he chosen? Was he chosen to, to do that, to actually take down the tower? Um, what is the real connection? Why does he have no memories? Like there's so many other things around here. And then they throw this in here and <laughs> we have so many questions <laughs> and then they, <laughs> we have so many questions and then they're like, let's take a look at the, the different time uh, to play league of legends. Yeah. Uh, we have fisherman, spear bearer, light bearer, scout, and wave controller. Why? I mean, they do show like showcase. It's neat, and it's like it's it's a efficient, you know, squad setup. Fisherman, frontline, spear bearer, like you know, takes enemies out from range. The light bearer finds the way. The scout gains information on the enemy team, and the wave controller supports everybody with Shinsu. It makes sense as a setup. But why do we need it to be here? Like, yeah. sure, it's cool Dan- and it's neat, but what's going on? Dan says, yeah, the roles were really weird. It it just came too late, and we're already in this thing, and then it's like, it's oh, that, here it is. I don't think it's that it came too late. I just think it grinds against the setup of so much of the show so far, where the first thing, immediately, it's like, hey, there's 400 of you. Call it down to 200. Last 200 standing wins, and obviously, and... the wave controllers are the most powerful because yeah. they can tr- control Shinsu. So, if it, this it's kind of like when you pick a Hogwarts house or something, it's like, oh, okay, I got Hufflepuff or whatever, but it's like you are in from everything that has been setting up Tower of God, there's only going to be one person, one person that reaches the top in theory. I'm, I'm assuming, um, I mean, unless that... like from this point forward, it's all. Like, they never say that it's only one person that out of every group or whatever. It's just, hey, whoever reaches the top gets granted whatever they want. Sure. So, but it just, yeah, it just begs the question of when we see later on, they have team exercises where there's a bunch of traders running around. It just doesn't seem like it works. No. And why are they trying to build these skills out to work yeah, as to a fight team? who? to fight who i guess yeah maybe there is some galactic galactic war that is happening but you're you're right where 
it just goes against everything that they set up and kind of brings it to a halt. So to to have some really cool content, I really like the interactions. I really like the training, them getting to hone their skills. But I'm like, there's clearly somebody that's way better than the rest. Yeah. I <laughs> like think you cannot the... fight wave controller versus a spear bearer. I think the show would have had a much better, I mean, I would have received it a lot better, I think, if the show went more of the Hunter x Hunter direction, where it's like, no, everybody's a wave controller, but what type of wave controller are you? Sure. Are you an emitter? Are you a... Because uh, I did like that. All these different types of like, you know, even if it's just like four or something, just make it, everybody's a wave controller. It's everybody controls Shinsu. Shinsu is the power scaling system but how do you use shinsu for sure and i think that's because we see shinsu applied in a couple neat ways over the next uh, few episodes too yeah so i really feel like that's uh that is a missed opportunity for the show mm -hmm. um kun lies to bam to protect him and we get that wave controllers have to form contracts with administrators the way that i interpreted bam being so depleted by him forming a contract was that he's pow his power was so much higher than everybody else. And they brought him down like super to the bottom. So uh, that's the way I, I interpreted that. We see the development of a, of a interesting character, Ho, um, who did not let anybody else know that they were in pain or they were weak, I guess. And we, we go on this like on arc within face. the next, yeah, putting on a strong face. We, we go on this little arc with them where, it is a lot of show don't tell, and I really like that they in this anime that they're doing that, especially with Ho in these past couple episodes, um, where they just show him being defeated or show him in pain or just show him show like somebody not... else excelling at something and then show him struggle to get half the effect. Yeah, and it's really bringing this whole thing that's happening on the sideline. I really like the way they did that. I don't know about how they executed the ending of it. But the way that it got there, I was like, okay, this is cool because we had this other character that we kind of saw and it was like, oh, what is this? What's going on? Why are they showing this? And I was like, okay, this is this is dope. So I really like that part of it. Um, Dan says, I think it was actually the being he made a contract with was so strong because his power is so great. It took more out of him. Gotcha. Yeah, That true. was more what I was kind of thinking. Okay. Yeah. Because they sure. never said that like, you're all gonna meet the same guy or whatever so it yeah. seemed like the one that bam met was like super ominous for sure and then he was like uh just remember in your case this contract is a shackle mm -hmm. we get some of the the cooler stuff now here with endorsey i didn't know how big endorsey was gonna be in this part and it turned out to be very cool so endorsey Turns out, I think that's where we talk about, or where they talked about how she's a princess, uh, Prince of Jihad, and a knock was given the green April, April right as she became, she went to the tower, or how was it? She became uh, a fisherman, reached the top, and was given the green April, April he, yes. Yes, and then we find out that the real Anak is already dead, but it turns out that it's Anak's orphan. Orphan, uh, and Dorsey's like, my niece, this is my niece. I love this stuff. This was great. I love these two characters. Um, the backstory for Anak, um, definitely like it. Super cool. Was this where we got the flashback of Dorsey killing all the other princesses to be? 
that's the start of the next episode because i like that too i yeah. was like okay so in dorsey for sure after this one of my favorite characters and definitely has a lot of personality not like just normal how somebody emotes but like personality wise and how she would react to things i understand mm -hmm. it i understand yeah. her perspectives and it's probably one of the more fleshed out characters and i really like it in these couple episodes um episode seven lunch and tag what happens in episode seven uh anak is shown to be the daughter of a princess of jihad not the actual princess herself everyone continues to push themselves further in their role training before leto ro announces a new test this time it being a game of tag with everybody split into two teams however he won't be the one overseeing the test this time it will be a different administrator, uh, Quants. Bam, separated from the rest of his friends in Team A, uh, Team A takes the stage first against Quants. Very cool. Um, not a whole lot that I have notes for. We did find, uh, I guess it was like assumed that Jihad was the one that built the kingdom that everybody lives in. He was the He's first the to one... climb the tower. He's the first to climb the tower and he built everything and he anoints these princesses and people put them up uh, and he just has them. I, yeah. we, I he, do want to see. They're likened to like special edition shoes. To yeah. Be looked at, but never to be worn or touched. But every once in a while, a pair of shoes falls out of place and this being a knock. So this is going towards the theory of them possibly getting ready for some sort of war or fight or something because he does have these little collector items that he gives uh really good swords to uh where they cannot bear children to prevent the spread of power um and there's like another rule i think where they have the uh what was the other rule there was like two rules that they had to follow princesses could had to follow but um it goes toward the theory that this there's something else here. There's some sort of war that they're preparing. And now I'm thinking it's the Jihad building uh, army for somebody like Bam that might try to tear him down. So I think Bam might be what adversary to Jihad and everything, the, the sustenance and the the integrity of what the tower brings, I think Bam is going to be the ultimate enemy to that. If that's where the show is going, I'd be very happy. Didn't think about that. I think that's, yeah, I, the more that I put it, the pieces together, I think Jihad had some sort of, some sort of, uh, maybe when he reached the top of the tower, was, he asked, how do I die or something like that? And it's from some super powerful person that can develop Shinsu or, or something like that and it's like well let me build an army of these princesses and have them at the ready just in case make these trials super arbitrary because that's what they kind of seem to be to me um i don't know all theories i don't know what's going on but uh in this one the camaraderie was really nice uh we find more information about ho they're not good at shinsu Ho receives a letter from someone and then we get test four tag which is <coughs> This is where I was like, what are we doing? Because yeah. they're talking about points. They're talking about dividing them up by their class. Um, this was, it gets, it's not too much. 
it's just enough to where I'm like, what are we doing? Like, it's not overbearing with how they explain rules and points no, but and it all just, stuff. It just, it just feels very, not convoluted, but again, it just, there's, there's a lack of cohesion with the testing all tying together to a bigger picture mm-hmm. is what I feel like. Yeah. Like Caitlin when they start making up rules like, oh, if, for the spear bears, if they just hit the target that's really far, they, they just pass. They don't have to take the test. Hey, don't ki- don't knock Rock. He <laughs> I'm did not it. knocking he did him <laughs> for doing it. I'm knocking the it. system for That's setting it up that way. That's my boy. He worked because on it, it. it. Like again, if it if it had like maybe shown what some of the other classes could have done in order to pass immediately, like sure. But it's like, well, ooh, homeboy ooh. needed the scouts needed ten friends. So I don't. I thought it was. I thought it was uh ten friends just to min pass the test. And like max pass the test means you didn't have to do tag, basically. That's what like uh, I don't know. My brain was see, but again, lack of Nobody cohesion, knows. lack of cohesion between all the testing, <laughs> uh, which for somebody like me is one of the biggest parts in a in a narrative like this is mm-hmm. I want it all to connect for in the sure. grand scheme. Uh, Kaylin said, I got lost at that part. Dan said, yeah, they didn't have any auto pass for anyone else, at least. Not that they talked about. And it's like that maybe that's the spear bearer, uh, the teacher's rule. And the teacher makes the rules on like, knows, you know, bro? whoever's running the class. But again, yeah, it's again, something that is not given the time no for sure. And then they just go play tag and we get this whole other thing. I, I'm cool with the outcome i like the action that happens it's just the way that it sets up feels so arbitrary and maybe until i finish the pot or finish the anime then i'll be like oh and it would you know hinder itself to uh lend itself to a rewatch and be like oh that's because of this or something but right now as someone going through it for, for the first time i'm just like these tests don't really make sense to me and i don't know why everybody's just going along with it like did they know this was going to happen they just know these are the tests that happen to get to the top of the tower and that's what i want so we're gonna do it and it's like what you're not questioning how much you've been in a team together you had to choose a team right off the bat a team of three and now you're just continuing in teams now you're getting separated into classes based on your abilities it's a lot <laughs> like it's, it's it feels like filler stuff but then in the middle of it they give some more story so i'm like it's yep. not completely filler because it's not completely all bad and it's not all unnecessary it's just some of the stuff is unnecessary so that's kind of what feels, i have a issue it feels with. like it's constantly wanting to like tread water around like being this huge tournament arc anime but then also being like a character driven drama where you want to see all these character interactions and relationships develop but yeah at the same time yeah how do you care about these characters like i'm not saying that i haven't cared about any of the characters some of them have like compelling backstories and stuff like that but i'm just saying in the grand scheme it's hard it makes it harder caring about the characters when they're set up in a narrative that uh that just seems so largely wanting to be a chosen one story. Yeah. Um, because it, it is trying to be a couple of different things. And that's the part that I do enjoy the most is when we dive into characters and we see them 
interact and they're so different. All everybody there is just so different. We don't know everybody everybody's motives or we don't know super in depth about everybody, but they we know enough that they can be characterized and it's a fun show i don't want to talk too badly about it because i am enjoying it yeah that's what i mean like i'm just trying to you know if there are things that i had to say about it those would be some of the things yeah so we talk or we go through test four we start tag and we set a trap for with bait so what happens in episode eight coon's strategy Team A strategizes around Kuhn in order to give uh, Quant a run for his money. However, Quant would ultimately be victorious thanks to the help of Kuhn, who had just outsmarted him. Team B takes the stage with Endorsi betraying her teammates. Oh, man. This... I really like this episode. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I liked it from the action aspect and the constant, like the reason I like shows like this when they do these large ish game segments with like multiple people involved and stuff, tournament arcs, even stuff like that. It's uh, I just like to see the problem posed and then interesting solutions around the problem. So immediately they try to, do the ambush on quant and it fails and they go all right plan b we never saw them talk about plan a and plan b so we know that they have a plan but we just have to watch it happen and play out sort of like uh, that type of stuff yeah sort of like code geass where yeah we know they're planning something but we don't know we're finding it out as it's happening we're finding out they are a chess piece ahead or a move ahead um man the the some of the characters' interactions are really good. I love Kuhn trying to talk his way out of the thing and him having faith. Because he couldn't possibly know that Quant would pull him. He just had faith that a knock would save him. Um, I think, which was really cool that he was that and that really cool that Anox did save him. Bam says that Kuhn plan for that to happen but he does who does who knows (laughs) i don't think yeah that's what i'm saying i don't know if he did i mean because he seemed pretty like oh hold on caught off guard what is this caught off guard and there it is um the whole point again i gotta say it because they made a whole thing about it like well the if these people don't pass this it's fine because they'll still go on all that stuff and i'm just like what i don't remember points like i don't know everybody's points what are you talking about i don't know i must have missed it or something but they made a whole thing about well we can we can lose this and still go through it's fine well then what's the point i thought i was the one that missed something no uh, i didn't catch because everybody apparently has everybody points. yeah everybody starts talking about oh we could lose this and we'll still pass oh we could if we don't win this we're not going to pass oh if they don't if they it'll uh like where well, yeah it, it, <laughs> i think it's like bogging itself down maybe this is in the manhwa or the webtoon but like it, it it's bogging itself down in the details and we only have four episodes left and i really want them to come to a head to something that feels climactic um but right now we're on like tier three or four of the tower and we're coming off or we're coming into uh the end of season one 
So I'm like, where, how is this going to go when we're just like talking about minutia of points here? Where's the bigger, the bigger thing that's happening? I'm waiting for that because show us the scoreboard. Yeah. That's all like, I'm asking that's, for. That's not, that's not interesting to me. If you are going to make it all about that, that's fine. Whatever. You want to make it up, make it about points and passing tests. Fine. But you've already tantalized, tantalized my tastes with, something more and now i want something more i want something to become of rachel and bam i want something to become of a Knox past and how in dorsey betrays the team and how it's it's show you know the the character development that she does in this next episode the, i want it to be more the characters are intriguing and most of them are likable the uh the problem that i feel like we seem to be having is that ultimately the like the 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 overhead narrative that's going on with them proceeding through the tower it just feels like uh the goalposts are constantly being moved around for what the what the expectation is for people to like move on to the next level so to speak sure it's like that's that's because that it's can, true that can be good it can be good to subvert expectations and have people kept on their toes and stuff but i feel like you try to find line of annoying people in constantly changing the rules and creating new rules and setting new things on the fly when you're not giving it the time and the respect it deserves to make it feel fleshed out and developed because i feel like that's what it's lacking where we keep moving between stages and it's like at the first couple stages, like there's no stakes. It's like 400 to 200. If you're a part of the 200, you move on. But now it's like, yeah, point values and teams and all this other stuff that's getting stacked up on top of it, but it's not really giving it the air out that it needs for it to feel developed. It's just giving it enough exposition to kind of end media res people but then, you know, there's other things that feel kind of underdeveloped. Sure. Because I do like the tests. I mean, I like that red door test, like pick a door before five minutes runs out. I like that test. I like it like sort of like a saw game. Uh, this one feels sort of like a uh, a more sort not dumbed down, but a more simple thing where it's tag. You got to take off the thing and from the other person and all this stuff. But I do like the game aspect of it. But yeah, you're right. Um, Cosmo says it was giving what it needed to get for sure. Hello, Cosmo. How's it going? Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody, watching live on Twitch and YouTube. We appreciate you watching. Uh, have you watched Tower of God? Give us your thoughts in the live chat. We appreciate you checking us out. Um, Kuhn betrays the team in Dorsey, has a plan, and took out one of her teammates. They're supposed to be teammates. So let's get into episode nine. Uh, because this one has a lot. Episode 9, The One-Horned Ogre. What happens in Episode 9? And Dorsey reveals her reason for betraying her team, and Quant discovers the team is full of traitors. Ho requests Rachel speak about her and Bam before kidnapping her. Bam comes to her rescue as Quant also arrives. Rachel tries to escape from Ho, but is stabbed in the back before Ho is subdued uh quickly then after taking his own life quant thinks he defeats team b but
but in Dorsey quickly turns the tables, snagging his badge. A lot happened here. <laughs> I don't know if I, I don't know if I love all of it, I but I do love. Think I loved all of it. <laughs> I love in Dorsey. And Dorsey is one of my favorite characters now. Um, Delcy and Dorsey tells a story of her past, and the way it was story told was really cool. Um, you, it again, it doesn't tell you everything, but shows you and gives you just enough to, you know, bring the dots together. Um, she's telling how she killed every single one of her sisters to become the only one left to be princess, and she was talking about what she had to overcome and what it felt like to not eat like the, the the hierarchy of that going on it definitely adds to the world and what i don't know what's going on but it's happening so that's and how not, the world like is. it's to, in an attempt to create a princess of jihad there was like a family that would adopt girls and force them into harsh conditions to try to create someone like we have with Dorsey. but with everything that they give us there's like 10 other questions from me yeah. Why do you want a princess of Jihad? Is that yeah. for your family's sake? Well, then what does that bring? Pro I mean, like from from the way the show sets it up with her explaining like the the weight of the princess of Jihad and stuff, it seems like it's yeah, to bring some sort of honor, respect or uh, you know, something along those lines to but, your family's name by being that pair of shoes on the shelf but in the in the in coon's backstory if you don't and your princess is not chosen you get shunned from everything else right like the whole family gets shunned that's why he got shunned because his sister wasn't chosen as a princess so then how do those two things coexist if there's a family that always produces a princess and chooses the best girls to adopt to get a princess then it would have to be that family always has a princess ready which can happen because they until, have a ton until, of them until the day one girl was adopted who killed all the rest of them yeah and then she just coincidentally <laughs> became the princess yeah uh dan says no his sister was chosen and then she then cast him out i thought she wasn't chosen well then i guess i'm not paying attention i thought she wasn't chosen so then she he had to leave you need to leave. No? Oh, to be honest, okay. I forgot. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I couldn't, I couldn't argue either way because I can't remember. I remember paying attention, but I can't remember. Remember, <laughs> I can't remember. Can't remember to remember. Can't I mean, um, maybe she wasn't, but I know she cast him out. Okay, I thought it was because she wasn't chosen. His family was all cast out. That's why everybody's like former... Uh, fan, uh, I don't know. I don't think it's going to pay much, uh, pay off much in the end. We just get Kuhn's backstory, but we don't really get his reasoning for being there either. So we don't know a whole lot of stuff. But like I said, we get some cool stuff, but with all of it comes like four other questions. And I'm just like, ah, what's happening? Um, then it goes into like how many fishermen can pass because that's what Endorsey's talking about. There could only be four fishermen that could pass, and I'm going to be one of them. It's like, well, what? Huh? Why? What is all this? Arbitrary. Um, and, but the, the crux of it here is, in Dorsey says something profound, which I think 
was really cool. This is what it means to climb the tower. And she's facing Bam, who is uh, diametrically opposed to all of this. And he will not be swayed into uh, either turning their, his back on somebody or tricking somebody or playing some role as we've seen almost everybody do. We've seen Ho, we've seen Kuhn, we've seen Endorsey now sort of play and lie and cheat in some extent, um, the other person but he won't. would be Rack. Rack is the only Just true. It straight. I think Rack is going to be at the top of the tower and he's going to wish for infinite candy Chocolate bars. bars. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. If Rack wins it all, if I have one minor, winner, I'm putting it all, all my money on Rack to take home the trophy, take home the tower. Bro because... really went to the wild to level up for two days and came back. <laughs> Said I can he said let me now. train <laughs> let me do my training arc dan says i'm here for rack as well i love him he's the best he's great i again it doesn't overstay its welcome the chibi stuff with him just cut back to him always eating chocolate bars i'm cool with that <laughs> the little faces where it's mostly his face and it's just dots for eyes in his little mouth or his like jagged he's like sideways and his jagged teeth are like there. when uh when he's like no don't fight just we're gonna we're gonna rest this round during the, the crown game and he's like mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> it's just little candy bars floating <laughs> yeah. by him it's okay yeah, i'm Love here it. for rack um bam tries to instill empathy on endorsey and apparently one of the fishermen has an ignition weapon so we get an introduction of another type of weapon that is not the sword, but it is an ignition weapon, which is another powerful type. I like weapons when they're like cool. I like these like cool little weapons. We got all the swords, the months, uh, those different kinds of swords. Then we got ignition weapons. Sounds dope. Don't know how it plays out in anything, but I thought ignition weapons were going to be only those 12 swords, but this is the first like time we see a non what are they called specifically 13 swords sorry not 12 the swords of jihad the princesses yeah. of jihad mm -hmm. i thought it was only going to be those that could uh do the ignition so it adds to the world that it's uh we see a non princess sword being used in ignition mm -hmm. because then it adds to the question like what the limits of that really draw can it be more than just a sword that's an ignition weapon we have ignition gun weaponry and stuff like that too. Because we have only What's seen swords. On? Yeah. There Mostly. hasn't been guns. There's been Jinsu. Magic, sort of. I don't know. Dan says the non-detailed rack faces are the best. It's it's really funny. It still gets me. I'm not sick of it yet. It is keep doing it. Keep on coming. Um Ho was set up. Uh, we get to the big section here. Ho stabs Rachel. Um, I don't know if I fully understood where he was coming from or really was behind him, uh, because he did get the note beforehand that says, Hey, if you want to pass, you got to do this. Uh, if you want to, you know, bam is the person to beat because they're both rave wave. What are they? Wave breakers, wave, uh, wave controllers, wave controllers, but like, that was kind of a lot. <laughs> I didn't fully 
really like what happened with Ho. Uh, before we get to the whole, it was kind of a lot, but the way everything was set up beforehand with him like struggling and not feeling like he was keeping up with his peers and stuff, like I bought into the fact that maybe he would do something along those lines to try to stay in the race and keep in the tower. Um, I just think that again, it's like one of those things where when the show kind of uh, jumps those certain moments, it, they can feel a bit underdeveloped when they're not being given the time to like flesh and air out because I, I like it, it doesn't lead to Rachel's death, which I think if it led to Rachel's death, it would have been, you know, jumping a really big shark. Sure. But, uh, so the, what the longer line consequences of that are, are yet to be seen but it just doesn't feel quite impactful for him to then be taking his own life over the sure over him just doing that it just didn't seem like that that was where the disconnect was for mm -hmm. me uh dan says he definitely wants more power and seems like he'll do anything to get it for sure um he takes a hold of rachel but then also like there's this whole thing with quant as well where i'm questioning adding more questions to the pile <laughs> why was he so mad or why was he so peeved that there's so many liars or traitors that are here this is kind of uh, you know for what we know whole, of at the whole point of the exercise and probably what they're getting graded on is their execution uh as a team and if the whole test is to be handled as a team and then they immediately start just like yeah stabbing each other in the back after team a's performance i could see him getting peeved when he's already somebody who is set up to be easily annoyed well yeah he was peeved because coon and what's the guy in the sleeping bag they were the traitors um them two were the traitors and he was like oh what the hell what was That's that right. about he already knew that at that point yeah so it's like everything that set it up is that this is for well at least to me one person to be at the very top of the tower and become something become a ranker um but they're consistently put into team stuff now and he's mad that there's a bunch of traitors but isn't that like in dorsey says how to climb the tower that's so like that makes me think that he knows here, more stuff <laughs> like it makes me think that he knows something for sure that we don't know that this is going to ultimately ultimately end up being a team aspect like this you have to work at as, as a team we're trying to prepare you for this but they're not saying it outright so that's why i'm kind of like what why is he so i don't know it just caught me because he was just so mad about it he was just like what's going on what uh going hello andre on indeed Welcome to the stream. Hello from YouTube Just land. <laughs> um, Bam copied the ranker technique very easily. Um, Wick says Kuhn wants to make his own rules. That's true. I mean, we've seen that multiple times. Um, he definitely doesn't want to follow the rules. And anytime somebody tells him to run left, he is going to instantly go right. So I, I feel that. Um, Bam copied the ranker technique very easily. Uh, whenever... Yeah, for sure. Easy. I just love Boom. that. Again, it's more allusion to the whole chosen one theory. For sure. Uh, the other big dude that didn't talk, <laughs> I thought was interesting, that passed along with Rack, 
he just disappears whenever Rachel gets stabbed. So what what do you think is that group? What what was that group and what was he? It must have been during that first test when it was like Cole 400 down to 200 or whatever. And then they only ended up with those three. When Endorsey got to Rachel, Rachel maybe already has some sort of Shinsu uh, contract or something. And that was a way of her. What is she? Not a scout, but the uh, the she's like the one in the middle. I'm forgetting the light bearer. Light bearer. And maybe that's like when she's in her lighthouse. Maybe she's able to control that guy and like set programming for him or something. And he protected her from Endorsey, and that's the only reason why she lived through that. Uh, Dan says it could also be a part of Kuhn's backstory. We haven't been filled in on, but um, Ho ends up taking his own life. And I was like, what, what happened? I mean, it, okay. One thing I do got to say with that, I really like during all these fight scenes in the past couple of couple episodes, the hits hit. I like that impact feeling, whatever it's like, and the sound goes with it. This feels brutal. Like every single bit, whenever they're fighting on the stairs, whenever they're trying to do some stuff, man, uh, what's his name? Uh, who got betrayed? Oh, yeah, because there was uh, characters that betrayed the team while they were going up the stairs. The spearmen left and all that stuff. He's like, oh, so many traitors on this team. What yeah. the hell? Um, so that was another thing we didn't mention. But like all the impacts and all the fights feel so heavy. And I love it. I love the impact in this anime. It definitely feels if the the fights feel weighty. And when he actually stabbed himself, I was like, oh, I was like, oh, that kind of took me off guard. Um, and you felt it. And I was like, whoa, this. Is yeah, insane. I thought uh, Bam was going to like jump and like catch the blade with his hand or some shish. But nope, nope he just <laughs> everybody just, he watched just did it, it happen. Yeah, we just watched it happen. And um Endorsey tricks the ranker to grab her underwear instead of the button. <laughs> it was like, okay, that's that cool. caught that's me funny. so off guard. Yeah, it was. It was. Like, what is funny. she talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Um, so that was episode five through nine. Matt, I'm on the fence with this. I like a lot of things. I know we talked a lot I like about a lot the of things, but I just I don't know if by the end of these episodes uh, that we'll watch next week will have me feeling like this is something that is just anything more than something you watch when you have nothing else to watch. Oof. Like it okay. just it really I'm really having a hard time finding the like the the appeal so far over its contemporaries and okay. why you'd watch this versus something like uh like right now you have I'm sorry I'm forgetting names so much you have solo leveling like kind of airing right now uh you have all the big ones demon slayer jujitsu kaisen chainsaw man that have just aired uh with these but there's a lot of people that like this anime there's a lot of people that like, like this big... anime and i know that the story might be this might just be the setup for something like totally grander than it's even revealed so far but i guess yeah the what I'm trying to say, long story short, is uh, I'm finding the hard part of where you argue that this is like compelling so far, other than it being very inspired by a lot of other media that's 
also very impactful and culture uh culturally impactful this just doesn't feel like it's going to be something that stands like the test of time sure i guess i, I do like the characters I'm having, I'm having a really hard time seeing it sure the story i think is definitely weighing it down even though at times it feels uh super easy to follow along but then it does some things to itself to make it more complicated and complex but i don't think it's needed so there's a lot of stuff where it feels like it's wasted time because we only have 13 episodes in the first season now are they already set for uh, a season two probably because crunchyroll did this crunchyroll was behind it so they might already just be like just give us a season two we're fine with it uh, we're going to push it to the moon because, uh, you know, it runs on our platform. But, like, I like the characters. I like a lot of stuff. The animation is cool. But, yeah, I'm I'm on the fence with, uh, like you're saying, there's so much better stuff out there that this might not be enough. Um, I wouldn't say somebody to go see it just yet. We haven't seen the last four episodes. It could change, definitely. But as of right now... I don't know if I would recommend people to to watch it so far, unless some insane thing happens in the last four episodes. I, I definitely feel on the fence where this is just a, a moderate anime. I want to love it because I love the character so much. I want to love the concept, but there's so many questions still. And I feel like you're saying, I don't think I'm, I'm going to get all of them answered. I'm feeling underwhelmed right now. Sure. I'm just feeling left underwhelmed. Mm-hmm. So next week, we are going to finish this anime off. We're going to put it on the ranking from s to f and you will be able to rank it as well so i'm going to post a link whenever this episode comes out it'll come out on friday you're watching it live right now but it'll come out on friday i'll post a link in the discord so join the discord or i'll put it on youtube i'll put it in the comment or in the description on spotify you can vote where you rank tower of god on animation storytelling and vibes those your rankings will go into how we rank it all together so your votes count for this anime and matt's or i'm gonna rate it matt's gonna rate it and you are gonna rate it if you watched it and it will all come together to give us a final score episode 10 through 13 10 11 12 13 four episodes by next week and then we'll go on to the next anime. We're going to pull a new anime out of the bucket. So, Matt, when you're not climbing the tower, where can they find you? Uh, right now you can find me on my Twitch at Matt underscore Galley for now. And then um, you can also <laughs> follow, follow me on my socials. Just at <laughs> ITS at the front at ITS Matt underscore Galley. It's where you can find me. Um. I'm playing a lot of hell divers, man. It's a lot of fun. You should join uh, our Discord, our Discords, and we should play some hell divers. When we're not here, where can the people find you? Um, all my stuff is on YouTube now. YouTube.com/slash Jules the Human. Shout out to everybody that's watching on YouTube. I go live on YouTube and Twitch at the same time. I'm not really using my Twitch anymore. It will only be for the the anime podcast. So if you want to see my live streams all of my live streams will be on my youtube channel youtube.com slash jules the human i'm sure i'll have a link somewhere uh but all of my live streams all of my shorts 
long form videos all on YouTube, all in one place. I'm making exclusive content for members. So if you want to become a member and join, you can do that. Um, or you can find me on the other stuff, Jules the Human on all the other things. You can watch this anime or you can watch this anime podcast on my YouTube or on Spotify. Just look up the Jules and Anime Hour. You can watch the videos on Spotify and rate us there and all that good stuff. Um, Dan said, Hell Divers is a great time. I just played the tutorial and it seems like a lot of fun. Matt's been diving for a while. He's a veteran diver. So maybe, Dan, we should uh, we should link up. That'll be fun. Oh, me and Matt are going to play tomorrow probably. So if you're watching this live, we're going to probably hell dive. So let us know if you're a hell diver. Um, next week, episode 10 through 13 of Tower of God. And that's been the Jewels of Anime Hour. We'll see you next time. Bye.